Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. It's another edition uh, while we're on quarantine lockdown <laughs> with the COVID-19 virus. And um, uh, I'm here, Ashley's here, mm-hmm. and uh, our friend Aaron is here virtually. Say hello, Aaron. Hello, guys. How are you? <laughs> we're all right. So Aaron's about, fif- Aaron's about 15 miles away, and, and so we're doing this. Um, we're, we're talking about one of his favorite movies. Which is the uh, 2007 remake of uh, 310 to Yuma. So Aaron's going to tell us about it. Uh, the well, uh, 310 to Yuma is uh, he's already said it's a remake of a classic uh, 1950s black and white western film. Uh, the general gist of the story is that a man is. I mean, there's this despicable criminal in this movie played by uh, Russell Crowe who is being taken to another town to catch a train to be taken to another town to be hung. And uh, Christian Bale's character, um, Dan Evans, is poor and down on his luck and has decided to get the extra money by being the man that escorts him. Um, And, of course, along the way, there's other characters. There's uh, Ben Wade's gang is trying to stop this from happening. Um, There's, you know, there's... uh, Dan Evans' wife is a character involved in all of this. Um, I, it, it, I like this movie a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so westerns are not my favorite type of movie, but um, you know I can appreciate a good one, and I think this one is a really good one. Um, it's really beautifully filmed and directed and acted. Um, so it was you know it was a pleasure to watch just just for that. Um, I think Russell Crowe, I think is it's essential that the villain be um, really good. And I think he plays a really good villain. Um, it's He ends up being kind of a, a complicated villain. And um, maybe some of the turns that his character takes aren't completely convincing, but I thought he did a wonderful job acting it. And um, I thought Christian Bale and who's the young actor who plays his son? Logan Lerman. Logan Lerman. Yeah, I thought... They had a really good, um, convincing father-son dynamic, and uh, good performances just all around. Um, And it's an exciting story. So, yeah, I I definitely liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. And and westerns are not my in my wheelhouse. Typically, I just this is not a, you know. Okay, a real quick aside here. All right, this is just a weird (laughs) Matt quirk. I have many, but. The, you know, there's a whole nails on chalkboard thing, which people, you know, say they hate that sound. Mm-hmm. That sound for me are horse hooves, horse hooves clomping on the ground. And, really? That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. And so, like, my dad loved watching um, Westerns, particularly the old stuff. Like, so he, he worked hard during the week. And when he was home on like Saturdays and sometimes Sundays, he would sit in, in the recliner in the living room and watch uh, repeats of like Wagon Train, Gunsmoke, mm-hmm. you know, Wanted Dead or Alive, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, all those horses, oh my gosh, <laughs> the horses clomping just, it just drove me crazy. I could not sit in the same room. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. I can take it, I can take it in small doses now, but. There's um, a lot of that in this movie. <laughs> there is, but you know what there's more of in this movie? There's more guns. There's, oh, yeah. a, there's a, I mean, I was, I was almost, you know, like on edge, just I mean, I was on edge particularly, but just you never knew when somebody was gonna get get shot. Um, yeah. yeah, 
but that's a that's a big difference between this movie and the version and the and we, we can talk to that about that in a minute between this version and the original version. Yeah, I wondered about that and maybe what the similarities and differences were. So, Aaron, so this movie is directed by James Mangle, who's a, I think a favorite director of yours. So, tell us like yeah. what what you liked about him and what you liked about his direction uh, of this I, movie. I do. I really love James Mangold, um, and I'm just thinking of movies by him. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Identity which is uh, mm-hmm. a, a, a psychological thriller that came out a few years ago, just before 310 to Yuma, I believe. might be the one he did right before this. Um, he did Walk the Line, which is the Johnny Cash, Joaquin Phoenix's Johnny Cash. He did a really great independent film in the late 90s called Copland with uh, Ray Liotta and uh, Sylvester Stallone. Um, it just, I, I, like, I like his... I'm not even really clear on the, straight on the right word. One, one thing for me about him is that he very successfully transcends genre. Um, his doing a western versus a horror film versus I mean his most recent movie is Ford v Ferrari. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a very distinct transition between the different styles of films that he's doing, mm-hmm. and his films don't tend to look like James Mangold films. Um, <laughs> You know, it's like you watch certain directors, and even when they have a different cinematographer, it's very clearly a, a Martin Scorsese is a great example. Martin Scorsese movies look like Martin Scorsese movies. Um, Quentin Tarantino movies look like Quentin Tarantino movies. Uh, Mangled movies don't always look like Mangled movies. Um, so yes, I, I am a big fan. Yeah. And aside from that. Western is my genre. <laughs> I love westerns. It's it's kind of exciting to actually talk to you guys about one with with you guys because I, I we usually it's not westerns that we talk about, and that's largely because that's westerns aren't the movies that we normally watch together. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I I really really like this movie, and uh, I when it first came out, I was dubious about it at first because I'm not typically a fan of remakes. Um. But I think many things about this movie are actually better than the, the original film. And I think they serve toward making, a, a, if nothing else, better story than the original film. Interesting. Yeah, um, kind of going back to James Mangle for a moment, you, the way you described him sort of reminds me of Ang Lee. Because I feel like Ang, yeah, Ang Lee is not somebody that has a, you know, you can't look at him and be like, oh, yeah, this is an Ang Lee movie. You know, he's all <laughs> over the board. Not quite as successfully lately, in my opinion. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I also like the cinematography in this movie. And the, the cinematographer's name is Feedin' Papa Michael. Yes. But I think this movie looks just really good. Um, um, he also did Identity. Oh, well, there you go. Um, yeah. Mangold and him did do a few, and I, and I, I haven't seen Ford v. Ferrari um, yet, so I don't know if that's uh, the same guy or not. But yes, he did have the same cinematographer for a couple of films back-to-back. Nice. Um, and I agree with you, this is a gorgeous movie. Yeah, I mean, the last shot, and I'm not going to spoil what the last shot is, but the, the very last shot um, is just gorgeous. Just, a, just right before it cuts to the credits, I mean, it's just a, mm-hmm. just a gorgeous shot. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was um, impressed just by how exciting the film is. You mentioned the the gunfights and never knowing when someone was going to get shot. I mean, that was part of the, the suspense. That it's, um, it's, but the story itself is just inherently suspenseful because you're, you know, it's kind of a race to get to um, the three ten to Yuma train. Um, so there's just a lot of in, um, 
suspense and um, excitement and yeah how can you not like a movie that um, succeeds on that level even if it is a western and I don't usually like westerns so I I would my my wife's not a big western fan either and uh, this movie came out like right when her and I first started dating and uh, so I was I was going to see it and of course she wanted to go and despite me her father who's a big fan of westerns was like you're taking her to see that um, and even my <laughs> wife loved this movie. <laughs> uh, the, the performances are great. I mean, she, she, she is a big fan of Ben Foster, so I think that helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, ben Foster, he's a terrible character in this, but he, you know, he did good. And I really like Logan Lerman in this. And I've heard a lot about Logan Lerman. Like, he's, he's like 20-something now, and like I, a lot of people go crazy about him. He's a, you know, handsome man, but he's like only <laughs> yeah. four, or he's only 14 in this one. But, uh, I'm curious to see more of like what he's done. Um, and, ah, uh, the late great Peter Fonda is in this. I was not expecting yes. him to be in this, but he, yes, yeah, that was Peter a nice Fonda surprise. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, interestingly to go back to, to the two characters that you just mentioned, Peter Fonda's character, um, Peter Fonda's, Peter Fonda's character is a, is an immense drive in this plot of the reasons why certain characters do the things that they do. And his character is non-existent in the first film. Hmm. And in the original film, uh, uh, Dan, Dan has two sons, but hmm. they don't go with him. Hmm. So that's, that's, that's totally brand new in this film, um, is pushing, uh, having, having the son come with, and not only that, but the son sneaks away to come with after he'd been told not to go. Yeah. Um, that's a complete, that's a complete departure from the original film. And it adds an aspect to, to the story, but also sort of changes the dynamics and other relationships of the film, because there becomes a lot in this movie about fathers and sons mm-hmm. and the impression that you're leaving on your children. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so something I think is interesting. Um, and, and I, you know, so your, your, your little synopsis of the plot earlier is exactly very, very, very close to like what you'll read, like what I read on like IMDb's page and uh-huh. whatever. But what I find interesting when I was watching this, because I went into this pretty much cold, you know, I mean, this is something that you'd long praised, and I didn't know if we'd ever have a chance to, like, even do anything about it on this show, but now, given the circumstances, here we are. But <laughs> it's like, I'm starting to watch this, and I had read the IMDb thing that told me, basically, the outline that you gave, and it takes a good, like, you're a third of the way through the film before that actually kicks in. And so what was weird about this movie was during the first third, I mean, I was, I was entertained. I mean, it wasn't boring. Things were happening. But yet I was also like, so what's, what's going on in this movie? I thought I had misread. <laughs> I thought I had misread what was on IMDb and it was about something else because I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on, but this movie is not exactly what they're describing. And then finally... 30 minutes in at least if not more um, then it finally kind of kicks gets going and, and, and stuff uh, some of those beginning scenes in this movie um, while they're a little different the, the content of the scenes is a little different are all right out of the original film hmm. um, them coming across him when he's attacking the stagecoach when he's robbing the stagecoach mm-hmm. um, that's from the original film um, the actual sequence where he comes to the house they have him have dinner at the house while they're waiting and he's, it appears that he's attempting to seduce the wife. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right from the original movie. In fact, dialogue from those scenes is from the original movie. So who played Russell Crowe's character in the original, in the original movie? Uh, 
I'm blanking on his name, Ford. Oh, really? Um, Russell Crowe's character is, oh, let me see here. I got, I got the movie right here. His last name is Ford. Glenn Ford? Yes, Glenn Ford. Okay. He's well known for his, uh, for his bad guys in, uh, in westerns in particular. It's, um, it's weird. I always Van, think of, I always think of him as Superman's dad. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's Superman's dad. Um, Van Heflin was was uh, Dan was Dan Evans. Huh. Okay. Well, no, I think it's a I think it's a really good movie. Um, I I, re- I recommend it. Um, I think people 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 should see it for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. So, so, what do you give this out of uh, out of ten, Aaron? Well, I, I do my own movie blog, and I wrote I wrote about this one recently, and I, I watched it again recently. Yeah. And my opinion on some things about it has changed over the years. If you if you'd asked me that, you know, when the movie first came out, I'd have been like twelve. Uh, but <laughs> I think I give it an eight now. Okay. Um, just why don't you for the folks listening? Why don't you uh, drop it your uh, uh, your Website addresses for your movie blog. <laughs> the address for my, as of late, poorly maintained uh, website as I as I get through real life during the the, the coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I keep a movie blog at uh, it's www.cinematicrabbithole.com, um, and it's it's fun. It's it's essays uh, using the conceit of connecting movies via other connections, um, and I used to be pretty good about keeping it up. Uh, it's, it's been kind of slow lately, but, but we're going to get back on track soon. So, uh, yeah, that's at www.cinematicrabbithole.com. All right. And, uh, Ashley, what do you give this out of 10? I also give this an 8. Yeah, I'll give it an 8, too. Keep the math simple. That's easy. <laughs> so our score is an 8. 8. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Yes. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye.